everybody, and welcome to the off-season. But not yet. We've still got driver ratings to talk about for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Myself and Tom Bellingham are here one final time to give you our washed opinions on our gradings out of 10 for each driver on the grid. How excited are you for this, Tommy? I'm absolutely enthralled. I am so excited to give the Hasses now for a mayor's, uh five out of tens again for just being average oh spoiler <laughs> spoiler steady on before we dive into it final tickets remaining for our manchester live show on the 3rd of december the other two shows are sold out this manchester one is a big venue and we need you there we want vibes we want cheering maybe hopefully fingers crossed uh it's, it's going to be the podcast it's going to be interactivity it's going to be great fun so if you want to come along if you're near manchester if you're not near manchester if you're in australia book a flight maybe don't maybe not worth it but either or please come along to our manchester show on the 3rd of december would love to see you there thank you goodbye but not goodbye because we're getting into our driver ratings tommy starting with logan Sargent. started 20th finished 16th. I am going to lock in a whopping 5 out of 10 for Logie Bear, who secured 21st out of 20, technically, but technically 22. Actually didn't finish last because Paul De Vries did from Estonia, as we all know uh, from the Abu Dhabi uh, graphic that was at the end of the race. But yeah, uh, it's annoying because... I think he could have had a better race. Some people will say, well, he gained four positions because we didn't actually have any cars DNFing. However, he made massive mistakes in qualifying, which then led to him starting last when he shouldn't have started last. Uh, I think Williams even thought Albon could have made it through to Q3. Uh, so he had a lot of work to do, gained a few positions, but nothing to write home about because I think he should be finishing there anyway. Uh, and yeah, a difficult weekend for Logan. Yeah, gone for a 5 out of 10 for Logan as well. His qualifying, bit embarrassing way to end the year to not even get a lap in. It's happened a few times. He was better in the race. Um, sounds like he's going to be there next year based on the team radio we heard at the end with James Vowles. Well, actually, no, okay. Tommy, because they did backtrack. James Vowles definitely backtracked a little bit afterwards because he was asked after the race, uh, I think, by the Sky team, Oh, you know, so you know what, what was all that about, hey? Yeah, and then and then he was basically sort of saying, "Well, look, you know, he's been part of the academy for all this time, for many, many years, and that's not to say it will change depending on what decision we make moving forward. And he'll always be a part, and we'll work together over the winter." So basically, saying it it has not been decided more than so they're baiting it. how that team radio would have sounded. Yeah, Logan's probably like, "Oh my god, yay!" But. I think with what, how James said afterwards, it, it seemed like it could go either way. So basically, they're one of those parents that gets their kid a, a PS5 and it's actually like a PS1 in the box. And they've gone, here you go. And it's not it actually, could be. Yeah. Interesting. It's a PS5 box, but we don't know what's inside the box yet, I think <laughs> is, uh, is the key thing. Um, okay, let's go to Alex Albon now. Started 14th, finished 14th. Gone for a 6 out of 10 for Albon. Bit of a, yeah, mediocre way to end what's been a really good season for Albon. Of course, whitewashed Logie in qualifying. Uh, That's a 10 out of 10 then, surely. No? Yeah, I know. 10 out of 10. Maybe for a season the last, ratings. The last whitewash that happened was him <laughs> versus Verstappen. Yeah, which is mad. Uh, yeah. But his race, I don't know, his qualifying, 
feel like he maybe could have done better. The Williams is a good car now. Um, 14th is decent, maybe not spectacular. We've seen him do better. Uh, and finishing 14th as well, he made a poor start uh, and nearly got a track limit penalty. He flirted with it. He loves a track limit penalty, but this time just managed to avoid it. But yeah, just a kind of all right, but not not great uh, end to the season for Albon. But he can be very proud of the season. I've gone for a six out of ten as well for Alex. Um, Williams struggled a little bit, I think, this weekend. Uh, they were kind of baiting us in qualifying in some ways with how quick they were in the first and second sectors, and then lost three days in the in the final sector. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those weekends where Williams, despite obviously those straights, and that's where they were quick. They lost too much time in that final part of the lap, and. And it meant that he struggled. I think that Alex left a little bit on the table as well in qualifying, but qualifying was so close. It was only a tenth or two um, between a lot of the drivers. So uh, he was on the wrong side of that starting 14th. And yeah, finished 14th. No DNFs to claim anything else from that. And uh, as you say, a great season as a whole for Alex. And he very much carried that Williams team. Daniel Ricciardo started 15th, finished 11th. I've gone for a 7 out of 10 for Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, a shame that obviously he didn't score any points. Qualifying was, again, similar to Logan. Qualifying was where he he left a lot to be desired um, because, of course, we saw how Yuki performed. And, and then he was quite unlucky at the beginning of the race getting that tear-off uh, caught in his duck. Uh, duck? Ducked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he has a duck in the car, but uh, caught in his uh, brake duct. Uh, which the team then decided to pit him early to ensure that you know, he didn't retire from the race. Um, and yeah, we pushed on quite nicely, made some made some good progress, but but just missed out uh, on the points. So I'm going to go for a seven. I've also gone for a seven for Daniel Ricciardo. It's a drive where, yeah, like he's he's not been on Yuki's level uh, this weekend. Almost like surprising that he's finished eleventh, just kind of out of nowhere, really. Um, and it seemed like at the end, he was very close to maybe even nabbing a point. And you thought, oh, this could this could maybe have changed things in, in the title for them. But yeah, what might have been, I think, based on uh, on the tear off, because the AlphaTauri clearly had some good pace, as Yuki Snowdus showed. But uh, fortunately, Daniel was a bit unlucky. Yeah, I wonder if they would have gone for a similar one-stop strategy uh, with Ricardo as they did with Sonoda. Perhaps that was the the strategy they thought was quickest for their car. Um, of course, Ricardo uh, thrown into a very early two-stop, which you know he made decent work of. Yuki Sonoda now started sixth, finished eighth. I've gone for a ten out of ten for Yuki, um, which you see P eight normally you save like a ten out of ten for a midfield driver that maybe gets like a fourth or fifth or a third or whatever. But what more could he have done? Uh, and the fact is it's a race where there's been no uh, kind of no stoppages or like safety cars and things like that. Uh, it's not been a crazy race. The only science retired, like obviously um, you know, on the last lap. So there's not been... Still classified then. Still so classified, of course. Finishes, technically, uh, yeah. Maybe. yeah. Uh, so realistically, you can't really expect a good result. Uh, and yet still, he got a very good result in, in P8. Started six, like best he could have done in qualifying, best he could have done in the race. Led the race as well, just for 
something cool to see at the end of the year. Uh, I might get that tattooed on me, the new race leader, Yuki Tsunoda. Um, and All right, do it then. <laughs> but yeah, it was, a, it was a brilliant drive from Yuki and uh, a good way to end a season where uh, I think he has been uh, very, very impressive. Still had his moments, but yeah, he's had a, had a good year and one of his best races. Probably impressive at times. Impressive yeah, at yeah, times, yeah. I would say, for Yuki Tsunoda. Right? You know, get your fanboys about, you know, I mean, um, I... I'm also going to go for a 10 out of 10. Um, glad that you said that as well. If you'd gone for a nine, then maybe we would have been questioning who is the Yuki fanboy here. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, an incredibly impressive weekend, not just in the race. Uh, to, to qualify sixth is, you know, deserves the same kind of credit as when Daniel Ricciardo, uh, or how well Daniel Ricciardo performed in Mexico. Uh, and, and I think with Yuki finishing eighth, you make you know a, a good point about the fact that nobody DNF'd and therefore that is an eighth on merit. Potentially lost out to Alonso with the strategy that they went for. Was the one stop the best way? Um, I'm, I'm sure it was marginal between the two, but Alpha Tauri rolled the dice. And I think, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult to decide whether or not going for that one stop was the right decision or not. We'll never know. Um, but to, to finish P8, so close to being able to, to overtake Williams had he finished a couple of places higher, which he was running at the beginning of the race and looking very fast as well on those medium tyres. Um, yeah, well done, Yuki. You get a 10 out of 10. Nico Hulkenberg started eighth, finished 15th. Oh, Haas. I've gone for a six out of 10 for Nico Hulkenberg because I'm going to give him a slight nod to the fact that he went into Q3 again. I'm pretty sure Haas have got into around half of the Q3s this year. And yet the race is just the most, I, I, I bet they are so happy be putting that car in the bin whether it's the old or the new spec Haas neither worked in the race um Haas of, uh, Hulkenberg obviously in the old spec Haas um this weekend and yeah uh, almost immediately he was out of the points he had I think he had a difficult start as well which uh, didn't help things but yeah six out of ten I have gone for a six out of ten as well for Nico Hulkenberg it just I think starting eighth finishing 15th I would not be surprised if he averaged all his results of the season uh, and that's what his average was like somehow getting a Haas into Q3 uh, while his teammate doesn't and then just dropping down the order because they can't do anything uh, you know we joked at the start of the race that it's exactly what was going to happen and it did he, he plummeted so quickly as well um, Haas just Shocking, and I'm sick of saying it every week that it's just pain. And please just have a car that can compete next year because it's so annoying. <laughs> Not just on Saturdays. I yeah, mean, I can, I can. It's you know a bit, bit cheeky of me to say that as a Ferrari fan to uh, compete uh, on the Sundays <laughs> as well as Saturdays, but it's a different kind of uh, competing. Kevin Magnussen started 17th, finished 20th. Gone for a four out of ten for Kevin Magnussen. It just summed up his kind of season where, of course, the Haas is rubbish and he's finished last. Um, but he can't do anything in that car. But then Hulkenberg showed what he can do in qualifying. So, um, yeah, just another not great performance from K-Mag for, for a season where I think he's been very disappointing Uh 
compared to what happened last year and we we're all singing his praises that it's kind of gone back to that old K Mag where we're kind of like you're just hogging a seat now, <laughs> basically. Chopping and changing each week, I think we are with, with K Mag. There's the occasional rare moment where you're like, Oh, oh okay. hello, Kevin. And then it's back yeah. to oh no, he's finishing twentieth. I've gone for a three out of ten for K Mag. I think it was a very poor, very poor race from him. Um pitted so early, I think on lap five off of his mediums, which then, you know, if you're pitting on lap five, especially when you're in a Hass, even a two-stop strategy is going to be quite difficult. Uh, and he was, you know, he finished a lap down. His pace was, you know, just non-existent. Um, so, yeah, not the way that K-Mag would have wanted to finish this year. Uh, and he really needs to go back to the drawing board a bit and, and figure out not only, you know, he's finishing 20th, but also, you know, getting beaten by Hulk most weekends over the course of this season. Uh, he's going to have to figure that out. Otherwise, next year might well be his last season. Lance Stroll started 13th, finished 10th. I have gone for a 6 out of 10 for Lance Stroll. Qualifying was under par, you'd have to say, um, starting 13th. And, um, of course, you know, he missed out on Q3 by a tenth and a half, which, you know, we kind of already said qualifying was very, very close. So he was kind of on the wrong end of that as well. Um, I think he started on the hards, which was a different strategy. Um, and of course was kind of gambling on maybe getting lucky with something. Um, still scored a point at the end of the day, but I don't think it was anything special from Lance, um, considering he has had a couple of pretty decent races recently. Yeah. I've gone for a seven out of 10 for Stroll. It's so borderline between <laughs> i know i, I it's so funny because because 10 is quite a wide range of scores yeah i still want to give half grades even though we can't um because so many of the times i'm just like oh it's between those two and seven feels so much higher than six uh even though it's one grade i know that sounds really stupid to say but um I think because he got a point, hey, I go with seven. He's giving an insight to your brain. I know. I'm literally like, my six brain is, is just... so much lower than seven, but seven to eight—that's marginal. That's yeah, tiny. I think it is though. Um, yeah, seven out of ten for for Lance. Uh, I think he's ended the season very well as well. Uh, he's kind of turned that that form around, uh, and to get a point uh, in an Aston Martin that didn't look all that uh, this race uh, is still fairly impressive. So I go for a seven out of ten. Fernando Alonso now started seventh, finished seventh. Gone for a nine out of ten. <laughs> the fanboy's back. Uh, it was going to be an eight. No, no, it's an eight. No, it's an eight. I saw your face then. Um, you saw my face. I, I think was like, it's nine classic. out of ten. I know. Yeah, to be fair, what I've given others, uh, I think, yeah, an eight is fair. Um, the editor is going to be hating. I know, he right does. Now. I'm going to go for an eight, nine, eight. Oh, I love these drive ratings. Um, <laughs> seventh. Well, I think it was probably maximum that Aston could maybe hope for. It didn't look all, all that good. Maybe could have done a little bit better, um, but it's it's marginal. Um, I think it's a classic Alonso drive where he's delivered uh, a very good amount out of that car, um, and he's done that all year. Uh, there's been very few occasions where he's not got what you think would be at least the a decent result for Aston Martin. And I think that's what he did it in this race. I have gone for an eight out of 10 as well for Fernando. Um, I think he was incredibly lucky to not get a penalty uh, in front of Hamilton and the way he slowed down at the 
the hairpin and Hamilton, of course, thought it was a brake check. It seemed more like a lift, but um, either or, uh, yeah, he was rather lucky to escape the erratic driving investigation that that the uh, stewards were, were were carrying out on him. Um, but yeah, I think it was still a very good weekend for Fernando. Aston didn't really look that great, as you say. He even said after qualifying that it was the best result um, that, that he could have hoped for, um, especially you know, how close qualifying was. Um, and then, yeah, it got some more points, wasn't able to overthrow McLaren in, uh, for fourth in the constructors, but he'll be back next year, I'm sure. Valtteri Bottas started 18th, finished 19th. <laughs> oh, I love, oh, I love grading Alfa Romeo. Five out of 10 for Valtteri Bottas, which might seem strange, finishing 19th. Um, but just, goodness gracious me. Uh, it, it looked, oh. is it a five or is it a four? Oh, it's a four, isn't it? It's a four out of 10. Valtteri Bottas, um, just Sorry, struggle editor. bus. Sorry, editor again. <laughs> struggle bus for Valtteri Bottas. Um, yeah, it, it, he, he was kind of unlucky with the strategy that he was, well, I say unlucky. The team shouldn't have put him on the strategy that he did um, because I think he was the faster driver uh, than Zhou Guan Yu this weekend, um, but still had no pace on the strategy that he was given wasn't able to make it work. There were other one-stops on in the race that at least tried to get something out of it, finished a lap down. Yeah, four out of 10. Yeah, going for a four out of 10 as well for Bottas. It's hard to know really what to say about Alfa Romeo anymore. Uh, they have had a really poor end to the season um, when you look at last year, uh, they got quite a few points on the board, but they're almost, I think, you know, challenging Haas for the worst team now. Uh, and they are meant to be, in theory, improving uh, and working their way up to, you know, when when Audi come in. And it certainly doesn't look that way at the moment. But of course, it's, there's a big regulation change coming. So, yeah, Valtteri's race just... You got a big meh. storm coming. I know. We'll, we'll wait and see if that's the case. But yeah, just meh. Shogun Yu started 19th, finished 17th. Speaking of meh, I have gone for a 4 out of 10 for Zhou Guan Yu as well. Hard to separate them. Obviously, Zhou's finished higher in the race, qualified lower. Um, yeah, just below average, I'd say, um, even though the car is not great. Uh, I, I think maybe there's potential for, you know, like a Hulkenberg does in a Haas where he popped in a really good qualifying form. So we've seen that for, for Bottas. So there is... Chance We've to maybe not seen that for Joe, have we? No, it's like, been ages, uh, really uh, poor, and it's a shame for Joe because I really did feel like he was improving at the start of the season, um, and it'd be interesting to see with Paul Chair as F two champion sat on the pit wall whether that will put even more pressure on him or or what um, next year. But yeah, it's four out of ten for Joe. I've also gone for a four out of 10. Um, you know, you might be thinking, oh, he's finished a couple of positions higher, Matt. But the thing is, he was on the better strategy um, and still didn't really manage to make anything work. He made a mistake in qualifying, which caused for him to start 19th. So, yeah, I think a below average weekend for Joe. And we can move on because we saw about uh, maybe one second of both of these cars uh, during the race. Oscar Piastri started third, finished sixth. I have gone for 
a 7 out of 10 for Oscar Piastri this weekend. Um, a great qualifying. Didn't quite have the pace that, that Lando did this weekend. And, and I, I would say just McLaren as a whole, I expected a little bit more, especially at the beginning when they, especially Lando, looked very, very quick on the back of Charles. And they sort of just fell away um, as they as those mediums degraded and then onto the hard tyres as well. They just didn't seem to have the same kind of pace. I think overall Oscar can be incredibly happy with his with his rookie campaign. Um, but yeah, just lacking a little bit with against Lando. Um, and considering what I've graded Lando, I think seven is fair. Yeah, I've gone for a seven out of ten for Piastri as well. Uh, much more like it. I feel like he's not been anywhere near Lando in recent races and there was a, maybe a bit of a worry again. Uh, early on in the race about tyres where you're kind of like, oh, he's dropping off a cliff again. Uh, that's something he's definitely struggled with this year. His pace has been really, really good. Um, and I think next year, I'm sure he'll I- improve that. It's just a rookie thing, I'm sure, where um, learning about these new uh, Formula 1 tyres and how they work. So he's done a very good job to uh, secure McLaren some solid points. So, yeah, good good job, Yeah, Oscar. and secure... Fourth in the in the constructors Indeed, as well, yeah. and Oscar has played his part. Uh, Lando Norris started fifth, finished fifth. I've gone for a, as you can tell, it's another borderline. I'm going to go for a seven for Lando Norris. I think he's underachieved in a McLaren, which could have done better. And maybe that's a victim of his own success because of how well Lando's been doing. Uh Second maybe would have been a long shot, but third, I think, would have been possible. Um, And I think, yeah, Lando, without that poor qualifying, probably starts second on the grid and drives to a comfortable second, if not third. So while it seems very harsh to give a seven, I think he's under-delivered where that, that car should be, but that is his own high standards and how well he's been driving. Yeah, I'm also between two grades. God, I feel like seven's too harsh because he did beat Piastri, but then I guess you take grades into account where Piastri is a rookie and he didn't finish that far off Norris. Seven out of ten for Lando Norris. Yeah, locked in. Seven out of ten. Um, Yeah, he made a mistake in qualifying. Uh, I think that definitely the front row of the grid was possible there and, and I'm convinced that he would have probably have delivered... Uh, uh, no, eight. <laughs> eight out of ten because he was screwed over by the, the pit stop that McLaren did. Otherwise, he would have probably fought Russell um, for that final podium position with Perez having that that penalty as well. So, um, yeah, I think McLaren messed him up a little bit with that. Um, he was still looking very, very quick. And without that, yeah, I think a podium was definitely possible. Of course, that eight out of ten is taken into account the, the, the mistake he made in qualifying. Um, but... Apart from that, he looked very quick. He was quick at the start. He was getting very much in the mix. Um, so, yes, I'm going to say it's a strong race and an 8 out of 10. And I definitely forgot about his pit stop. <laughs> Locked it in now, mate. This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. 
Daily live coverage begins Monday, May the 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Pierre Gasly started 10th, finished 13th. I This this is a largely high grade for a 13th position, but I've gone for a 7 out of 10 uh, for Pierre Gasly this weekend because I think it needs to be um, mentioned that Alpine just screwed him with his strategy. It genuinely feels like a, an Ocon... An Ocon vibe at the moment, Alpine, where they just try and help him as much as possible. And Gasly, I think, showed that over the team radio again, uh, his frustrations. Um, he had a great Q3 uh, performance, you know, managing to make it through, um, and looked generally the better driver at Alpine, and yet still finished 13th. The race pace wasn't particularly there uh, in that Alpine, but I just feel as though they sort of didn't, Alpine didn't, give Gasly the, the strategy that perhaps would have helped him maybe score a point uh, at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, 7 out of 10 for me. Yeah, i gone for a 7 out of 10 as well for Gasly. I think he's very unfortunate. Uh, start of the race, I think I mentioned it again, like quietly, uh, quietly was very good again, where you're like, Gasly's running very high up here in the Alpine and Ocon's not really anywhere. Um so very impressive from him. And then it all kind of came undone with a bad strategy and also the contact with Hamilton, which maybe damaged his car a little bit as well. And it all kind of unraveled from there. But Gasly has been quietly very, very good, particularly near the end of the season. Uh, but it has felt like when he's doing well, the the whole thing's just like swung towards Ocon, like you say. But uh, I've gone for a seven for Gasly. Esteban Ocon now started 12th, finished 12th. Gone for a 6 out of 10 for Ocon. <laughs> now thinking 5 because it is very average. Oh, yeah, I love it's, it's, it. It's I average. No. As soon as I read 12th and 12th, I'm like, that is the definition of average, so it should be a 5. Yeah, I'm going for a 5 for Ocon. Um, an average race and an average car, and there's not really much more to say. Um, you'd think with the better strategy and stuff, he could have at least maybe scraped a point when the likes of Strolls getting a point and, and Daniel Ricciardo's fighting for, for the last point as well. But he didn't seem to, particularly when uh, Gasly was, showed that the Alpine could have got a point. So yeah, definitely five now. Why did I even put six in the first place? I'm an idiot. <laughs> wow, that's crazy because I've gone for a six out of 10. Um, I think that's, you know, uh, I'm he's beaten his teammate at the end of the day. I know Gasly didn't have the best strategy, but I, I can't give him two two points lower than than what I've given Gasly. So, so I'm going to give a 6 out of 10 for Ocon, who did get the preferential treatment from Alpine, in my opinion. Uh, made a one-stopper work, which some drivers did, some drivers drivers didn't. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a weekend to forget, really, for Alpine that could have utilised um, perhaps a, a reasonably strong qualifying car into, into a few points, but, but they didn't. Lewis Hamilton started 11th, finished 9th. I have gone for a 6 out of 10 for Lewis Hamilton this weekend. One to forget, I would say. Still scored a couple of points, but just was lacking in qualifying. He seemed mystified after after quali and when he was in interviews. Um, in the race, drives into the back of Gasly, which you know caught him out slightly because of Gasly's lockup. But at the same time, 
he just sort of rolled into the back of the Alpine and, and that is on him. And he was suffered a bit of damage after that. Still looked like he was trying to make up a lot of positions. Seemed like he was involved in a lot of overtakes, but yet still only finished ninth. Made the made a mistake passing Sonoda as well. Should have finished eighth, really. Um, but Yuki got him back after Lewis went in a little bit too deep and, and lost the car. So yeah, I'm going to go for a six out of ten. I've gone for a five out of ten for Lewis Hamilton. Uh, yeah, terrible qualifying, uh, which has been his downfall. And then I expected his usual kind of masterclass in the race that we've seen, but instead crashed into Gasly. Didn't have huge amount of pace. Should have passed Sonoda. I kind of messed that up at the end. Uh, and it's a, a shame, really, because it's a sad way to end what I personally think is quite an underrated season from Hamilton. He's done a very good job and scored really good points and been very solid. Uh, and in a weird kind of, uh, in a weird way, his race kind of, sub- if his race was like a summary of how George Russell's season went and George Russell's race was as, uh, kind of how Hamilton's been this season and they kind of role reversed uh, in that race. And yeah, it's, it's very disappointing from from Hamilton to end the season, but I'm sure he's, Looking forward to ending the season, uh, not having to drive that that car again, which is mad because it finished second in the title, but by his high standards, uh, is not a great car. George Russell started fourth, finished third. Gone for a nine out of ten for George. Um, much more like it. Uh, I think a brilliant result to end the season. I'm sure it's going to be a big confidence boost after the year that he's had as well to to end the season. Maybe could have been higher in qualifying and, and challenge, but there's, I don't think there's a huge amount more that he could have done. Um, and obviously, you know, completely wiped the floor with Hamilton this weekend, which is no mean feat at all. So, yeah, very good from George. I love it. Completely destroys a seven-time world champion in quali. Could have done a bit better, actually, in quali. Could have challenged for pole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, George was absolutely on it this weekend. I went for a nine out of ten as well. Um, not far away from perhaps even a 10 uh, had he had he maybe beaten Leclerc at the end. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a brilliant, I can't really say much more about uh, his weekend. Um, he, he looks strong. It's just the, it's the odd weekend in the year where he just seems like he's got so much more confidence than, than Hamilton in the car. Um, and that's not a, an easy feat when you think of Hamilton, the statistical goat of Formula One. That's uh, quite the achievement. So a really, really well um, polished performance from George and something that he can take into the off season and maybe it will tee him up quite nicely for the 2024 um, campaign and, and hopefully he'll have a better season because overall it's not been great. Carlos Sainz started 16th, finished 18th. Oh, I've gone for a four out of 10 for Carlos Sainz this weekend. Um, obviously had that crash uh, in, in free practice two, sat out, of um fp1 the week just the whole weekend was was a struggle uh for carlos obviously getting knocked out in q1 i know that he blamed traffic and this that and the other but i'm sorry you have to be making it through uh out of q1 especially with the fight that ferrari were trying to take uh to mercedes for second in the championship and then just didn't really have any pace either in the race and then ended up retiring on the final <laughs> on the final lap which um, thank you, Carlos. You ruined my crazy prediction of 20 cars finishing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, just a, he just needed to score a few points and Ferrari would have finished second, but it didn't happen. 
Yeah, I've gone for a four out of ten for Science as well. Nightmare weekend really for him. Um, he was unfortunate. It's strange that Ferrari tried to do that kind of uh, strategy, uh, but but like we say, they had to gamble, I guess, based on... It's the one time as well that Carlos has actually gone with a Ferrari strategy rather than being like, no, I'm, I'm going to I'm doing my own. Yeah. He was going, all right, oh, we'll do this. We'll, we'll roll the dice. We'll see what happens. Yeah, based on how he's been this year where normally he does better when, and we've like lauded him for it, that he basically, surely with 15 laps to go or whatever is like, just put a set of softs on. This isn't working. But no, stuck it to the end and then just retired which i still don't really know why if they've even explained that or they just let him just skip media or something and just go home early uh who knows but yeah just a nightmare weekend for for carlos which is a shame because i think he's had a a good season and obviously some very high moments as well uh including the only win that wasn't red bull but we'll get into that in our season review driver ratings we certainly will Charles Leclerc started second, finished second. Gone for a 9 out of 10 for Charles Leclerc. Another brilliant weekend to end uh, the season. Speaking of Carlos, there was that stage where maybe it wasn't looking great for Charles and Carlos had become the GOAT, but I think the last few races shown that that Charles Leclerc uh, still has that, that edge and um, he's had a particularly good uh end to the season uh with some brilliant qualifying but also good in the race uh, i think the only thing i can sort of downgrade him for is maybe could have been a bit more aggressive with max that we were talking about in the main podcast and bullied him off the road which maybe he would need to need to do uh when it comes to if he, if ferrari finally deliver him a car the way he can challenge for the title but yeah it was another great performance from charles so gone for a nine Certainly was. I've gone for a 9 out of 10 as well for Charles. Very aggressive at the start. Slight uh, criticism that we said in the podcast around perhaps maybe how he stops giving Verstappen so much room because Verstappen will take it and Verstappen defended incredibly well. Um, but yes, Charles overall was, was again, really, really good. Um, great pace. Surprising that he actually was able to pull away from the McLarens. I thought it was going to be the other way around uh, considering Ferrari's... Um, way of chewing through tyres, but it seemed like it was much better. You know, Charles said since uh, Japan, they've had the upgrade. He's able to have, you know, he likes the the car being quite pointy on the nose and a bit oversteery. And you can see from there, Sainz hasn't really got close to Leclerc since that upgrade. Um, and he's looking to be a lot better now uh, moving forward to 2024. And perhaps, you know, they can, Ferrari decide to build the car fully around him and and maybe he can, Launch a championship campaign in 2024. <laughs> but you're not getting ahead of yourself. Delusion levels are high. But no, I think it was a really good weekend for Charles once again. Um, to be that close in qualifying was was surprising as well because I didn't think Ferrari were going to be as close despite having, I think, three pole positions in the last four Grand Prix. I thought Abu Dhabi maybe wouldn't have been it. But yeah, brilliant performance uh, from Charles Leclerc. Sergio Perez started ninth, finished fourth. I've gone for an eight out of ten for Sergio Perez this weekend. Um, I think that the stewards were horrible to him, actually. And what he said over the radio was completely and utterly warranted. He even said that they weren't Formula One level, which I found 
probably the bits where the FIA weren't too happy about him saying that and therefore he gave a, a slap on the wrists. But Perez, I think, you know, the qualifying has been a problem for him all season long, pretty much. Uh, but he showed good pace in the race, I would say. Um, he was recovering well. He should have finished third. He should have been on the podium. Um, and that's kind of how I'm judging this. I'm not thinking he finished fourth. I'm thinking he finished third because I do not think he deserved that penalty with Norris. We've we've sort of explained why in the podcast. Um, obviously not on Verstappen's level, but again, kind of where he could be and should be if you know he wants to keep his seat moving forward at Red Bull. Yeah, I've gone for an eight out of ten as well. The it's borderline seven and eight for me, but I see where you're coming from with that whole don't see it as a penalty because I think it is exceptionally harsh the fact that like we've we've already said this but the fact that Lando didn't have any damage got ahead and he essentially could try again it was a clean move that time it wasn't anything super malicious either it wasn't an absolute daring ridiculous overtake where he smashed into the side of it so I can see his frustrations and without that I think he would have done uh, you know he'd have been been on the podium uh probably a, a maybe a tough ask to get to get second as well but he showed some very good race pace uh and i think the the kind of end to the season he's had has silenced uh any sort of doubt over his seat even though christian Horner decided to mention that lewis hamilton was approaching him for a seat to just stir up a few more rumors but you know, perez has ended the season quite quite like solid after what has essentially been quite a disastrous season and I think it should be a, like a, a good confident way to end the season that he secured P2 quite easily in the end uh, and had solid drives at the end of the year. Max Verstappen started first, finished first. I've actually gone for a 6 out of 10, no, um, 10 of course. Made it look easy, classic Verstappen. The editor is going to absolutely despise you <laughs> in this video. <laughs> Um, yeah, incredible defense at the start. Like I said in the main podcast, summed up his year really where he's made something look incredibly easy that I don't think was that easy. Uh, obviously, his, his win was easy, but in terms of like that start, um, that's what he does. And that's why he's almost made a mockery of everyone else this year. And it's just made it look so easy that I think people diminishes achievements a bit because he makes it look so easy um and it's another another 10 not been many non-10s this year um yeah what more to say very very impressive uh, that's the bingo card the bingo what more card. to say i just Pick had to say it. i'd say it one last time for the for the driver <laughs> rating for the season i've also gone for a 10 out of 10 no surprise um and again as you you kind of quite rightly sort of mention that it wasn't that easy of a weekend we look at free practice Red Bull looked like they were really struggling and people were like oh they're sandbagging why would they be sandbagging why would they why would they sandbag at this stage of the year no they wouldn't they were struggling in free practice of course Max wasn't in FP1 either due to uh, the rookies going in um, and yet he still managed to somehow figure out the setup in the car stick it on pole which is something that has been not the weakness of Red Bull, but the the place where they've been most vulnerable is in qualifying, and then defended beautifully on lap one, and then drove away. Well done, Max Verstappen. I hope you're really happy with 19 wins. Please let someone else have something next year. I beg. 
Okay, who is our P1? Yuki Sonoda. <laughs> Go on. Do yeah, it. Yeah, it's got to be Yuki. Um, yeah, what more could he have done? A really good drive. Maybe even the best of his career, I want to say. Um, Finished fourth in Abu Dhabi that time. Yeah, but I guess that was a, a crazy race and lots of things happened, uh, which okay. we won't talk about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, yeah, very, very good from Yuki. Okay. Well, my P1 is Max Verstappen because I think he deserves it. I think it was a phenomenal performance from him and it rounds up an incredible season, one with which I have lauded several times on the podcast and one final celebration of Max Verstappen ruining, uh, not ruining, um, <laughs> winning everything. Uh, but no, well done, Max. It was an unbelievable performance and um, yeah, the reason why he's the best driver on the grid at the moment. And that is it. F1 driver ratings are done and dusted. Please, if you love this series, leave a like. Let us know why you do love it. Let us know what you'd like us to improve next year as well. Uh, we're obviously very open uh, to all of that. Um, and yeah, we want to keep it fresh. We want to keep it moving for 2024. And we'll, we'll think about how we can uh, improve this series uh, going forward. Tommy, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are, yeah, uh, that... I know not everyone will agree with our ratings, but uh, it's quite funny actually because when I do like research for this and look at a few others, um, you know, you, you look at a few on other websites and I read them and I'm like, how could you give that? And so I kind of understand where people are coming from because at the end of the day, we all have different opinions and we all place kind of car versus driver performance and we all have our own different reasons for grading. So as long as you're respectful over it, then you're allowed to disagree. Uh, and I'm sure you will disagree with many of my ratings. So it's fine. Yeah, that's the beauty of it, right? We're, we're all nice and lovely and calm with our uh, thoughts on, on why we disagree. Um, but yes, uh, I'm sure you will have already written out everything as to why. It, I mean, it's one of the most dangerous series to do ever, isn't it, Tommy? Really? Yeah, why did we, we start are this? We're grading every single <laughs> driver, and therefore everyone is going to have a favorite driver. And be annoyed. And they're probably, yeah. unless we give them a 10 out of 10, going to be annoyed. So, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the series all the same, because we have. And uh, we'll have our overall season driver ratings coming. Uh, very soon as well where we average all of them and my god that one's, win. Going to be, that one's going to be interesting who's who's won who's last we'll find out soon take care everyone adios goodbye Bye. p1 is a stack production and part of the acast creator network